Shalom, Meshpocha. This is Sid Roth. Meshpocha is a Hebrew word. It means family. And we're the Mishpacha, the family with the Jewish heart. Welcome to today's edition of Messianic Vision and another appointment for you to be mentored to fulfill your destiny with a very supernatural guest. And now, here's your host for this program. It's supernatural television producer, Donna Chavez. Well, thank you so much, Sid. My guest was arrested over 40 times, then indicted for partnering in a multi-million dollar illegal pain pill operation. Now, I didn't know anything about things like that before I met him, so you're going to learn a lot today. His body was ravaged by addiction, multiple drug overdoses, and facing Get this, 25 years in federal prison. Now, and he'll tell you, he didn't deserve a second chance. But one day, he called out to someone that he'd never met, and he discovered what he calls the unfair advantage. Please welcome Robbie Eddy. Robbie, how are you, sir? I'm great. How are you doing? <laughs> I'm doing good. So nice to talk to you again. We've been getting to know you over the past several weeks and just so excited to have you with us and uh, to let everybody know about you and your ministry and the anointing that you carry for this, what you call the unfair advantage. Now, when I was introducing you, I know a lot of people say, oh my goodness, how does someone even get there? So let's go back to the beginning with your story, since it is quite a progression here. And you were actually born into a good home, had great parents, right? And even raised knowing how bad alcohol and drugs were. You knew all that and your parents were amazing, right? Yeah, yes, ma'am, exactly. I knew I was raised by a really good Southern Belle mom and my dad was <laughs> a real military man, so yeah. Yeah, wow. Wow. But you know what? Things happen as we're growing up, and I know teenagers are very impressionable. You get into junior high, you get into high school, and you were playing football in high school, I understand, and really had your sights set on college football. Yes, yes, I did. I played football my whole life. It's was pretty much all I knew, and, and um, I wasn't very good in school and, and not much. My self-esteem was lower and a lot of other things, so football was like an outlet to me. So when I didn't go play football, it was devastating. And, and why haven't I know a friend of yours during this time had introduced you to steroids, which uh, I don't really know much about that. What what was the effect of the steroids for you? Well, steroids are anybody who doesn't know about it. It was actually my gateway drug. A lot of people think like weed is and stuff like that. This is another way the enemy attacked me. You know, that's how he got his stronghold on me. You know, what's powerful about my book is it's not just for it can help anybody with any kind of addiction or anything that's got a strong hold on. And what, what happened to me was steroids are a very, very addicting drug. And they're mentally, physically, spiritually, they make you uh, selfish, self-seeking, and consider they make you uh, prideful. It's the worst drug you could possibly think, um, especially in a spiritual sense. And you, you just said, you said that became your gateway to crime. Yeah, a lot of people usually get into um, weed as their gateway drug, and me, steroids. Everybody accused me from using steroids because I was a good athlete. I'm very aggressive, so they would put on my my locker uh, roid rage, and I wasn't even using steroids. So, you know, finally when I when when I just got back in a corner and I uh, was you know feeling some type of way, you know, the, and the enemy he finds that that opening, 
And uh, someone said, hey, man, why don't you take steroids? And I finally thought in my head, well, and I know where that came from. It was a devil. Of course. Hey, well, what, what do you think you'd really do like if you were on them? Mm. People accusing you and I wasn't. And man, that was, uh, I can actually remember that when I actually injected myself, and this is the God's honest truth thing about it right now, man. I remember injecting the steroids in my, in my body and immediately, I know this sounds crazy, but I could feel any presence of God or anything good, like leave my body. I'm not even playing. I actually wow. felt, I can't, I can remember right where I was when it happened. I was in a, I remember like it was yesterday. My buddy did it for me. We were in the bathroom. He put it in my, in my leg, my butt. And, uh, I literally felt, I felt whatever little pre- And at that time, you know, I didn't know Jesus or anything like that, but I, 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 I know that we all have the fundamental of God and they're mm-hmm. inside of us. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. felt it just leave, you know? Well, I know shortly after that, your hopes for playing college football pretty much disappeared. And then even beyond the steroids, alcohol and drugs entered the picture. Yeah, yeah, of course. Like I said, it was when I, when the, when the, when I didn't go play college football. Um, it's like I just like I didn't I didn't party in high school. I didn't hang out with people like that because I was so into training and being the best football player I could be and working out that I didn't go to parties. I didn't do any of that. So when I didn't go play college football, it's like I almost like was like catching up or something, you know? Mm, yes. Yes. You you dove in and, and you told us that within a year of that lifestyle, within just one year, you'd had 10 arrests. Yep. One year I got two, two DUIs and a bunch of other alcohol related arrests. And it was like fighting, um, underage drinking, just crazy stuff because it's, it's spirits, man. The enemy was a stronghold and, and I always say, man, whenever I would put any mood or mind altering drug or anything inside my system, mm-hmm. it's like larceny would pump in my veins. I just turn into Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde. And it's mm-hmm. really, it's, 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 it's just the devil, man, and taking over, you know? And it gives you a, a, a false sense of things, right? So you don't, you're not really thinking logically at, at times during this type of a, an ordeal. Yeah, of course. And the crazy part is most people who get into a lot of that stuff, it starts out okay. Right. And mm-hmm. almost like fun and like, wow, this is great. This is, you know, and then and then it just it comes it just comes and crashes on the bad. <laughs> well, I know this became what you what you described as this got really crazy. So to the point now we're talking about serious crimes here. We're talking about serious drugs. We're talking about alcohol. And really, you came so close to even death several times. Oh, yeah. Big time fast. I mean, it was fast. It was so fast by the time that one year, imagine in, in, in a couple of years, I had already drank and drugged like a pig. And I mean, it was, it was it, where it took me. It was just insane. And now I know what was happening is because, you know, God doesn't love us for who we are. He loves us for who we're going to be. And so the devil knew that. Yes. He was trying to take me down as fast as possible because he knew the person that I was going to be, you know, and that's the same goes to anybody listening to this thing right now. You know, and, and um, what's powerful about the unfair advantage anointing that I got is, you know, it's not just for people that are alcohol. It could be anyone. There could be anything that's take it, that's on your life. The, the devil right. comes out. Everyone has their own strong. He just gets you however he can get you. And, um, and you know, this, this unfair advantage, it's an anointing that breaks the yoke. 
Yes, and I love that you said, you know, your story may not be my story. You may not be drinking or you may not be strung out on drugs, but everybody at times are fighting something, some type of bondage, some type of a stronghold, something that has something, a hold on you so tightly that you think you never can be free. Every single one of us. Yeah, and that's not not true that they can't be free, is it, Robbie? That's not true. And 100% they can be free. When the sun sets you free, you're free. <laughs> Man, we, we, might, we might get to preaching a little early here, but that is. <laughs> <laughs> I get pumped up. I, I love it. That is quite all right. Well, let me just give a little background here. At age 19 to 29, during that 10-year span, you were arrested over 40 times in and out of jail, constantly involved with major drug dealers and began committing serious crimes with a drug ring and two masterminds behind what you call pill mills. Now, I had not heard that term before. What what is that? So a pill mill was just huge. At this time, it became um, an epidemic that they were just had these pain clinics everywhere and and these doctors would just sign any script. So it don't matter who you are, or what was going on. They'd have fake MRIs. They'd have this. You could just go in these places and get, you could get anything at any time, literally. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Whew. Well, I've never been a part of that world, thank God. But for those people that are listening that have heard of that, I know they cannot wait to hear the rest of your story. And some of the worst things that you were indicted for Federal conspiracy charges for racketeering, mail fraud, wire fraud, and all of this, Robbie, you said carried a very, very long prison sentence, up to 25 years for all of it. So I I wanted to ask you this. You had very loving parents. They had been through this with you for many, many years to the point where you got a phone call one day from your dad. And what did he say? My dad said, you know what, son? And it was, and I have very loving parents. So, but he finally hit a bottom. And that's another thing. People get, people get codependent. That's another addiction you can have on people. My parents were codependent on me. And that codependency is a stronghold that was stopping. It was killing my parents. That's how the devil is. He'll kill two birds with one stone. He mm. was killing my parents with that. And he was taking me down at the same time because my parents were just, they were hurting me by helping me too much. You have to let right. go. So, so what my dad says, son, I can't stop you from killing yourself, but I can stop you from killing your mother. Wow. And uh, we're done. And he hung the phone up on me and uh, (laughs) I was mad as a, I was mad as a firecracker, but you know what? Um, I was so, you know, when we had these strongholds on us, whatever it is, when the enemy has a hold of us attacked, I was selfish, self-seeking, you know, insecure. I was, all this stuff was going on. So of course I got mad. But little did I know that was the beginning for me to get to that bottom. We all got to get to that bottom where we, where it's that anguish, that true anguish, pain, where all we have left is to reach for God. And when you get to that point and you're, and you're hungry, man, it's, it, the Bible says he, you knock, knock and he will answer. He comes, man. Yes. Well, at the beginning, I said that you had gotten to the place where you called out to someone that you'd never met before. Well, yeah. on your 29th birthday, Robbie. Tell us about that day. Oh man, on my 29th birthday, I couldn't, I couldn't be any lower mentally, physically, spiritually. I didn't literally, when I say physically, I didn't look like the same person. I had, I was just 
if you've seen pictures of me, there was nothing. I, I, didn't, I didn't, some people go, that's not even you. Like it was, I was mentally, physically, and spiritually completely bankrupt. And I know people can relate to that in their life and other situations, whether it's not drugs or alcohol, just being completely bankrupt. The enemy had his foot on me. But that's when I got down bad enough where I had enough anguish, enough pain, you know, deep sorrow, deep pain, that that anguish turned to passion because I reached to God. And I didn't even know if I even believed in God, but I was so bad. I hit such a bottom. I was so desperate. And when you're desperate enough, if there's anything out there, I said, in the, and I'm in a jail cell cold. I mean, and I'm in the worst place you could possibly be. And I said, if there's anything, if there's anything out there, I, and I didn't know if I believe in God, can you please help me? Because right before that, when I'm in the jail cell, completely drunk, completely high, I heard a voice kind of come to me and say, have you had enough? Wow. Because I was just sitting there thinking in my mind, man, I just lost my mom and my dad. I have no money on the books. I can't eat. I can't use the phone. I'm mentally, physically, and spiritually bankrupt. I can't even stay sober in a controlled environment. And I heard a voice say, have you had enough? I dropped to my knees immediately. I just dropped straight to my knees. And I said, God, if there is a God, anything out there, can you just please help me get through this? And the obsession of drink or drug, and I was drinking or drugging there. I couldn't stay sober in and controlled environment. I couldn't make it a day. I was having it was supernaturally snatched from me immediately. The obsession, the cravings snatched right out of me, gone. So I don't want people to skip over this part too quickly. You were completely, completely addicted to drugs. You were in that jail cell. You dropped to your knees and you said, I have nothing else. So I can give the people an idea real quick of how bad I was. Yes, please. When they arrested me, I had been using drugs intravenously, using high power sedative for years. I was so physically addicted to drugs that within a couple of days of coming off the drugs in the jail cell, I started to go into really, really bad withdrawals to the, to the point I was having seizures, almost bit my tongue. I mean, it was bad. It almost killed me. That's how addicted to drugs I could not stay off. I could never stop on my own. I have the reason I was in jail is because I could never stop. Right, right. It's like with the enemy meant for evil, God turned to good. I had to be locked up, but God knew that I was going to meet him there. So there is when I got bad enough, I was that bad on drugs. So for people to understand the power of God, for him to snatch that for years, I couldn't stay sober a day for hours. And it's never returned. And that's over 11 years. And that is the part that I didn't want anybody to miss. When you called out to a God that you really didn't even know, and you didn't even know if he was really there, but when you called out to him, you said instantly, instantly you were delivered. That is a miracle, Robbie. That's right. Yes, that is the supernatural, because we know in the natural, medically, scientifically, anyway, that is not possible in the natural. That's a, Yeah, it's impossible. That was a miracle. So even though you weren't saved yet, you had not been born again, you had not asked Jesus into your heart, you were instantly delivered of the drug problem and the desire for the drugs. Yeah, instantly. It was... Uh... It was insane every time I think about it and it's never returned. And I talk about that a lot, you know, and, and don't get me wrong. I continue to do things in my life to do that because we've got to die of our flesh daily, but it's gone, has not come back. And I've had so many supernatural miracles take place in my life, but for it to be snatched out for years, I couldn't even make it a day. I couldn't make it no time at all. And it was just boom, it was no cravings, no thought, no nothing. Cause that's how, where God is. When you reach out and you get better and it shows too, that like I always said, 
He doesn't love us for who we are. He loves us for who we're going to be is that he has so much grace and so love for his son because he loves us. We're his children. And I cried out to him that he was there and yes. he met me and yes. he got me. And he snatched that away from me immediately. And by him doing that, that built my faith. Of course. And more. Of you get what course. I'm saying? He yes. did that purpose. And you know, you got to drink the milk before you eat the meat. <laughs> yes. I knew. I go, man, there's no way possible that this could happen except by God. So it made me know like, man, he's real. Oh my God. And it was an amazing feeling, you know? And I started seeing how God, literally this anointing fell over me. And that's what we, you know, the unfair advantage anointing, it fell over me because it started following me everywhere I went. Even from that day that I hit my knees and I cried out to God and I literally cried out to him and he came and he picked me up out of the mud, the mirror, he picked me up from that day. And I didn't have Jesus yet. The anointing, the fog, the favor of God started following me immediately in all kinds of crazy instances, immediately. I like what you said, the fog, F-O-G, the favor of God, the fog. Yeah. <laughs> that, that is awesome. Well, I know you served another year. You got out of prison, but not for long because you still had this indictment hanging over you, this yeah. 25 years. Well, I didn't even know about that. I got out of just doing that time. And of course I got God and like, and, and I got fog favors falling. all kind of miracles are taking place as I was locked up, never thought of it again. And, and, you know, when I was locked up, little things would take place in jail. I just got favor everywhere. A lot of you guys don't know about all that stuff. Just everywhere I would, I'd be put in the kitchen to work. It's like, God was protecting me. I wasn't around anybody. And, and when you're locked up, there's a lot of violence. There's a lot of bad things going on. It's like, he started protecting me everywhere. And when I got out, I just had favor everywhere I went. They, they would put me in, like when I was in there, I got put in the kitchen to work. Like people say, man, that'll never happen right away. And like this favor, favor, favor everywhere. And it was God the whole time. And then when I got out, I got indicted 20 days later after I got out. And I, looking back, I knew what it was. It was the enemy always coming in, trying to get me or get me down. But when God has his hand on me, man, and, and I got this, this anointing that every single thing, and this happens to this day that the enemy brings in, to try to take to bad God every single time, takes that favor, takes that anointing and turns it into good every time. <laughs> yes. Tell me about some of the things you're talking about, what we really truly call miracles, because these things were impossible that started happening. I know even like, even something as simple as like your driver's license. I lost my driver's license because I had so many DUIs and anyone, I don't know how it is in all states, state of Florida, if you get more than three DUIs, I had five or six DUIs. I lost my license for the remainder of my life. That's exactly the, the, the letter came in from the mail from the, from the DMV. And it says your license has been revoked for the remainder of your life. You ain't getting it back. They were never giving you that back. It does not happen. And I got that back. So they didn't know about the unfair advantage when they wrote, sent you of that course. letter. <laughs> yeah, that's they had, and people are like, still, I, mean, I got my contractor's license. You know, I have... All these 45 arrests, three-time convicted felon, been to prison twice. And first of all, I passed a contract exam, which is a very, very hard state exam. It's like 25%. It's like the bar. And I'm not a book smart person, but you know what? That's that favor, the anointing. And I passed that test. And then they go, well, you passed this test and that's great. But buddy, with all them arrests and felonies, you cannot, you cannot. It says on the DVPR, it's called in Florida. It's the Department of Professional Revenue. It's, they control all the licenses in Florida. It says like with a felony, one felony, forget 45 arrests and three and one, you ain't getting it. Mm. And um, 
you know, when I went in front of the, I went in front of that, uh, the um, DBPR, which is a huge, it's like a, it was like a courtroom of people. And I told my testimony and they gave me that license. And there was people that it was bringing tears to people and they gave it. <laughs> That's amazing. And I know you had this small air conditioning company. What happened to your company? Man, there's another thing like, you know, when God can trust you with a little bit, he'll trust you a lot. But that, that fit, that fog, that favor of God, that anointing came to this company, man. And this little, little AC company that when I found God and when I found Jesus and I made him my partner, I made my little AC company of ministry. It went from, you know, a $500,000 company. And I'm just sharing this. So people, you know, realize it's not, everybody can have the same anointing. It took a $500,000 company to 5 million in about three years. They went from three trucks on the road to like 21. And it's still to this day, as I speak to you, favor everywhere. I, I land jobs that I'm not supposed to land. I'll be the higher bidder or, I mean, it's just everything. It's the anointing, man. And it just, and, and the favor of God follows you, you know? That unfair advantage. Well, I would it's love unfair advantage, yes. <laughs> I would love to hear, Robbie, about when you actually did come to know Jesus as your Savior. I know it was like 2017, and yeah. you were actually sitting around, and there was a book beside of you, and you heard a voice. Yeah, yeah I heard a voice. See, the one thing about me is I was like a Jew, because like a practicing Jew, because like— you see a lot of them just love God so much, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. man. They love God, but yes. they're missing, they're missing the freedom. They're missing the Messiah, you know, and he's here, he's alive. So I was the same thing. I prayed to God and I knew there was a God because I seen the favor in my life and I said everything. And I, I just knew like getting out of prison, I'm in federal prison. I get snatched out, I'm, you know, 20 years early. I'm getting driver's license, getting contractor's license. I'm like, passing tests. I'm getting married. All these miracles are taking place in my life. I knew there was a God and I prayed to him always. I had been on my knees praying morning and night for years before I found Jesus. So I knew his dad. So they believed in me, you know, and then, uh, and then when I was sitting down one day in my little prayer room that I always prayed in, now I still have that prayer room. I call it a war room. And that's part of the unfair advantage anointing. I saw this little book there and it said, Jesus calling and my wife always read it. It was just sitting there. And I, it's like I had the devil on one side and said, don't you dare read that. Mm. And then I got God being like, no, read it, pick it up. His yoke is easy. And I could feel the calmness. And I picked it up and I started reading it. And it just, it hit me like a ton of bricks when I was reading it. It was like he was talking to me. And I felt peace and I felt complete peace and warm feeling go throughout my body. It was emotional. And now I know it was the Holy Spirit. It was Jesus. You know, he was hugging me. He was like, he was there. I go, yeah. wow. Yeah. It's like I was scared to say it's Jesus, but I just, I was like, I'll just keep reading it. I'll just pretend it's God talking to me, you know? And I just yes. kept reading it. That's how I did it. It just kept hitting me and hitting me. And I did that for about six months until, you know, and God's so patient, so loving and so graceful that just imagine that he just, he just loved me like that footprint, like that prayer footprints, you know, where you see one print in the sand and yes. he's like, where were you? I was carrying you the whole time, you know, like, and I went to church. I told my wife I'd go to church with her. And I said I was just going to go to support her. Right. And, uh, and that was it from there, man. I was inside the church and they were passing the baskets. And, I'm, and I was like, I'm out of here. I'm never coming back. That's all they care about money. I knew it. And I knew I was right. Da, 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 you know. And, and, and the devil was just in me, man. He's going to town. And as I'm walking outside, I heard that same voice that said to me, have you had enough? Same voice. Go. Don't miss the beauty of the forest.
because of some of the ugliness of its trees. I was like, whoa. Oh, wow, that's strong. That was powerful. So God gave me that revelation. You know, the churches are full of sick people. 10% of them do 90% of the work. It's a hospital for sick people. Everybody's going there to get help. Mm. So I went back the next weekend. And when I went back, they were preaching the tithe message and they were talking about tithing. And of course, I started squirming when they talk about that. I was like, (laughs) you know, are you kidding me? 10% of your income, these people. But I stopped for a minute and I listened and I dialed in on this guy that was preaching the tithe message that didn't even go to our church. And then I watched the conviction in his eyes and his face and the tears start coming down his face that he was saying, listen, if you're not tithing, it doesn't mean you're not Christian. It doesn't mean that God doesn't love you. The gospel is free. But all I'm saying is you are missing the things that God has in store for you, the blessings for your family. And it's not just money. It's going on off. I'm watching this guy go, wow. So it hit me. And I picked up that little envelope I took some cash out of my pocket and I call it tipping God instead of tithing. <laughs> and I threw some money in it and I turned it around and it had the verse Malachi 3.11. And it said, bring the full tithe into the storehouse. And I allow when I open up the rooms of heaven and pour so many blessings that you can't contain them. Test me. And I, um, I said, wow. All right. So I started tithing that day. And a lot of people don't like to hear about tithing. But I'm going to tell you right now, tithing changed my life. And I'm not even talking about just financially. I'm talking about spiritually. I'm talking about where your money is, your heart is. The Bible says when you give God your money, you give him your heart. And when you give God your money, you trust him. And when God can trust you with a little bit, then he will trust you with a lot. So it built my whole relationship with God. Now you got to remember, I'm I'm getting snatched out of prison. Like let me go back to like I was saying, God started building my faith before I even believed in Jesus. And he's just little by little, when the obsession was snatched out of me immediately, there was God's little bit. Mm-hmm. Then I'm getting favored, mm-hmm. the anointing. Then I get snatched out of jail early. See, God's working on me. Now, tithing built my faith even more because I watched God take my wife. Tithing immediately brought my whole family together. It changed my wife. My wife was like one of those people who believe in Jesus and just wear it on the outside. Now she's goes hard. Like, you know, he did this, my children, and literally I accepted Jesus the same day that I put that money in the envelope. They stood up and I asked Jesus to be my Lord and Savior and started tithing the same day. And uh, that unfair advantage that I already had just skyrocketed because the very next day in the morning, I woke up at 5.30 the next morning and I started reading the Bible and I started praying in that room. I started walking to room to room and putting my hands over my children and praying. And I, man, I started going in. And, um, and I started reaping the benefits of the unfair advantage, yes. the harvest. Yes. And I can, and I do that every day. I do that every day. I did that this morning. Mm. You know, I, well, we definitely want to hear some more about that. Let me take just a minute here and let everyone know that's listening that you have prepared a powerful and anointed package of resources for every single one of them today. And Robbie, it's your brand new book called The Unfair Advantage. And that is your testimony and also some wonderful teaching points there that they will know. I mean, literally, it is the secret to the supernatural power and freedom in your life, and it will be in their life as well. You also have a very special CD message that you've prepared called Receiving the Unfair Advantage Anointing and a devotional. Oh, 
Robbie, this is amazing. I love a devotional that you can walk through day by day. So this is called the Unfair Advantage 40-Day Devotional. And we just have added one other little thing because I know there's a lot of people that struggle with How do I talk to somebody? How do I start a conversation? What do I say? What do I do? Well, we are adding in this package as a bonus. It's absolutely free. Uh, It's a bonus, and it's a wristband, one of the rubber wristbands that reads unfair advantage on it. And I promise you that is a wonderful conversation starter and a wonderful way for you to begin that conversation to share Jesus with others. So listen for Sid at the end of the program, and he will let you know exactly how you can get that today. Okay, Robbie, finally, finally, you've believed in God. God's been working in your life for many, many years, and now (laughs) Jesus is Lord of your life, and you are going full speed ahead. Explain to me in just a simple term, what is the unfair advantage? We've talked about it. What is it? It's completely surrendering yourself in every part of your life. And when you were talking, I just wanted to reiterate that anybody can get this unfair advantage anointing. It don't matter if you're a house mom or businessman. It don't matter if you're both. It doesn't matter if you're alcoholic and drug addict, drugs, alcohol. It don't matter what it is. It 100% is an anointing that breaks the yoke. And it works for everybody with everything. That's what I love about it so much is that It isn't something that you just go, well, this might work. I hope it does. It 100% works every time I've, and when you, when you pass it on, because it's a, it's a, it's a transferable anointing. My my mom and dad is passed on to my mom and dad, my wife, everyone I get around, I, I constantly pass it on. And that wristband is going to help you. We're going to ask you, that's your chance to pass on that anointing. Because what's powerful about this anointing is the way you keep that anointing going and make it stronger is by giving it away. Yes. Yes. It's completely dying of yourself. It's giving yourself for everything, mentally, physically, financially, money. I take this unfair advantage, which is in my book, which is the devotional, all all these things. It's pray. It's it's everything all in one. It's a package deal. It's not hit or miss. It works for everybody. And I put this in every area of my life, my marriage, Mm -hmm. my business, my friendships as a father, as a husband. And I don't want to sound cocky. I'm just trying to tell you, I'm bragging on Jesus. There is an unfair advantage. It's anointing. I, I had, there is no competition. The only competition I have is myself and the enemy, however he's attacking me. But there, he's got nothing when I got this. When I had those things, he's got nothing, man. And it just, it's unbelievable. Every day I think about it, I literally have to pinch myself on a day-to-day basis. <laughs> Because it's not anything that you did, Robbie. Yeah, I know about It's because of what Jesus did, right? Exactly. I'm a recovered alcoholic and drug addict that was an ex-con that just like, you know, Apostle Paul, that God chooses. He looks for us. He's married to the backslider. And literally, you know, like it's all because of Jesus. I give all the glory, every single job, anything that happens in my life, every single day to this day. I don't care if it's a little job, a big job. I don't care if it's something even that doesn't have to do with work. Every single time I thank Jesus, I thank God every single day. I I couldn't tell you how many times a day I'm thanking the Lord. (laughs) Well, you know, I love so much that you don't make this complicated. There's two, bottom line, there's a lot, a lot to it. Like you say, you implement it into your life every single day. But bottom line, there's two things. Surrender fully, as you just said, to God, to Jesus, and obey His voice. 
I loved a story that you talked about obeying. You have learned to obey. You surrender and you obey. That is the bottom line, and it can't be more simple than that. But you have learned to obey. And one time you heard his voice, even when you were just showering in the morning. What, what happened that day? What happened with the altar calls, I was in the shower as I'm in there to go speak about my book, and, I, and I'm going to go preach, uh, talk about this place in my book. And as I'm in there, I'm nervous about to speak in front of a bunch of people. And I'm not, you know, I'm just a normal guy. And, and as I'm in there, I was getting nervous. And all of a sudden, that voice, same voice that said, have you had enough? Same voice that talked to me outside of church. Same voice that's been talking to me. That small, calm voice that we hear goes, you need to do an altar call. And I didn't even know what an altar call was. I had no idea. I mean, I had an idea. It's altar, but I didn't know, you know, what any of that meant. And then I got more nervous, and I, but I knew I was going to do it. I knew I'm going to obey God always because it's better to obey than sacrifice. I'm yes. always going to. And I do that to this day. Sometimes he'll try to get me. And um, sure enough, I uh, my wife walks in right after that. And I'm in the shower. The curtain's closed. She can't see me. And she goes, honey, you know what? You need to do an altar call. Then she says it. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. So that hit me pretty hard, you know. And then I uh, and I listened and I did it, you know. And it was it was powerful when I was up there. Uh, speaking about my book and I did the altar call. And because of that, many people ended up getting baptized in the Holy Spirit. Powerful things happen. And it comes to that. That place never even did an altar call. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I guess that's another one of those times where God was saying to you, you know what, Robbie, it, it's not you. It's the anointing that you carry. That's right, ma'am. Another thing I want to share is, you know, Jesus, this anointing does it. And Jesus left us. It's all him. He's left us to do greater things than he did. He healed the sick. He casted out devils and he raised the dead. There's been plenty of times that I've done things. Today I did it. A guy walked in two hours ago to wash the windows here. And I like to sow seeds. I keep the seed in the ground. That's part of that unfair advantage. No, I keep the seed in the ground. I bless people. And as I'm on, I can hear him over talking in the background to my secretary about doing the windows. And the guy told me right there, go bless him. Hmm. He doesn't go bless him. And I knew why God wanted me to bless him because when he has me bless people, it's not really about giving them money is to open up a conversation about Jesus and about the anointing. So I went over there, I blessed him and I opened up the conversation and I blessed him about Jesus. And I said, can I pray over you? And I started praying over him. He started crying his eyes out. He said, man, you have no idea how bad I needed this. I was praying for this today. Mm, and that, was, that was a couple hours ago. My goodness. And, and I know just recently, a while back, you said your office is a place when people walk into it, they sense the presence of God. And you had people that, that come in there sometimes, and you had a gentleman that came in that you recognized immediately that there yeah. was just something that wasn't quite right. Yeah, it was, a, it was an employee, a guy that we do work for, and customers don't come here. I have a great, I have a nice office, and I got part of that advantage, that anointing, is I keep God, I keep Jesus around me all day long. I listen to worship music. I don't listen to mainstream music. I keep my mind right. I don't give a chance for the enemy to come in because he still gets in even with that and tries to get me. So I have Bible scriptures and I just have it everywhere. And we've anointed the office. We walked around and prayed in every room. We anointed each door. We uh, did communion here many times. So God's presence here, my mom and dad got healed here. I mean, it's just, it's powerful. So, and people have felt that. Well, I mean, customers never come here. I have a beautiful office. You would think so. Because people are always like, why is your office so nice? Because this is like my church. I keep it <laughs> yes, nice. You know? Yes. I keep it nice. God's here. His presence is here. Everywhere I go, I keep it nice. So customers never come here. And this customer happened to be here. And I knew that was strange right there. And he walked through my office. 
I said to him, are you doing all right, buddy, spiritually? Because he asked me what he's doing. He goes, oh, I came to bring a tool back. He's like, your office said that they would have a guy come pick it up. He left it. But he goes, something was telling me to come here. I knew right then. I knew right then what he was doing. <laughs> I said, I said, oh, and I said, oh, God brought him here. So I said, are you doing all right, man? He says, I'm not doing too good spiritually right now. I said, you believe in Jesus? He goes, yeah. But he looked down. I said, can I lay my hands on you and pray? And I prayed and I transferred that anointing on him. This guy started to cry It's because he wanted it. He was yearning. He was, he was surrendering like we were talking about. And boom, he got this thing and his whole life, his eyes lit up. I had my, I gave him my book. I gave him my, uh, my devotional. And I, and I said, man, God bless you. He hugged me real tight and he left. And the next morning when I was in my prayer room, I got a phone call as soon as I was done. And I didn't know the number and I don't usually answer, but Holy Spirit told me to answer it. I picked it up and it was him. He says, man, I just want to let you know right now, man, God bless you. Thank you for being obedient to God, mm. man. He's like, you passed something on to me, man. I, I got, I read your whole book last night. And I started your devotional this morning and I got my own war room. I got my own prayer room. He's like, I'm in there, man. And I felt the presence of God. He starts crying and he said, thank you so much. He goes, there's something different about me, man. I got a boldness. I feel God's presence, man. It was powerful, man. So, you know, I was able to bless that guy, but it blessed me too, because hearing that just oh, yes. lifted me up. I'm like, thank you, Lord. You know, and like, and I was just so happy to hear this guy in his voice. I felt the anointing over the phone. I could feel Jesus. I could feel it. And it's just, these things happen all the time. And it's like, it's annoying. It's, a, it's amazing just to watch God work and watch Jesus work. And it's all him. All the glory goes to the to Yeshua. Yes. And you know what? That is another example of what you were talking about, that this anointing that comes with the unfair advantage is transferable to other people. Let me tell you one more time about the package that, that Robbie is offering. It's his brand new book, The Unfair Advantage, where as you were just saying, Robbie, when people read this book, it's not just a good teaching. It's not just a feel-good story. It's not just a victory story, although it's all of that. But there is an anointing on this that is transferable to other people. So it's the Unfair Advantage book by Robbie and also his Unfair Advantage 40-day devotional, his CD message that he has prepared just for you called Receiving the Unfair Advantage Anointing. And Robbie, as we've talked about, we have added that wristband that reads, unfair advantage for anybody that just says, you know what, I need just a little something as a reminder for myself, or even maybe to help me start a conversation and a witnessing tool for others. So that is powerful, powerful. Be sure again to listen to Sid at the end of the program so you can find out exactly how you can get it. Robbie, uh, one more story before we leave. I'm so, I, I just cannot let you go before you tell the one about your dad and his healing in his eye. Oh, well, yeah. So my, and, and that anointing has been passed over to my mom and dad. They carry that anointing mm -hmm. now. Yes. And they had a spirit of religion and um, that's gone. They have the Holy Ghost now. And, um, and, and my, it's, my mom was prophesying over me two days ago. My mom prophesied over me. Wow. She didn't even know it. She was telling me, she goes, Lord. and that's crazy. That's what happened. It's annoying. So my dad had called me because he got shingles and he was about to lose his eye. Literally mm -mm. It, it loses his retina was going to blow up. And uh, my mom had um, anxiety that she couldn't even leave the house. Depression, anxiety for about the last 20 years. She hasn't even been able to leave. So they leave in Jacksonville five hours. From my dad says, son, something's telling me to come to your office. 
And I said, dad, that something is the Holy Spirit. Right. So he, he came here and I brought him to my office. And as soon as he walked in the office, he began to weep. As soon as he walked in the door, he started weeping. And um, it was the presence of God he felt. My dad was in altar boy, Catholic. I mean, everything you see, he says, he said he never felt the presence of God or the Holy Spirit his whole entire life until he came here. And when, when, when he was in my office, I put on a song, Jesus Culture, Holy Spirit, that the Holy Spirit told me to put on. I yes. never heard it. Yes. I played it. And I started, my dad's crying, I'm crying, my mom's crying, my wife's praying in tongues, she's crying. And I just laid my hand on my dad's eye and I said, Father, I come to you in the name of Jesus Christ. And Father, all we're doing right now is we're standing on your word. We're standing on it. And your word says that we could, we could do greater things than you did. You healed the sick, you cast out devils, and you raised the dead, Father. Right. So I'm saying right now, in Jesus' name, you heal my dad. And he, he starts weeping and crying and I feel my dad with the Holy Ghost and he started to shake and cry he got up and he hugged me and I dropped my mom down on the chair and I prayed to her and I said Father God I said I come to your name of Jesus I said mom you repeat after me I call out the spirit of fear the spirit of anxiety and I cast it to the pits of hell never to return and dry waterous places and my mom repeated and I in the name of Jesus I casted that out and I transferred that unfair advantage anointing over to both, yes. my, both my mom and my dad and um and they cried and it was amazing. And immediately I went to dinner with my mom. She couldn't even go to places like that that night, but it already started. And then some other powerful things took place like crazy. My mom, mm. you know, my, my dad, the very next two days later, as soon as they went home, my dad sent me a text message, which I have it. I keep it. And it was from my mom and my dad. And they said, um, we just left the doctor's office and dad's eyes healed. Oh, and, um, wow, man. Yeah. Yeah. I got, yeah. And my mom and my mom couldn't, my mom woke up every morning with crippling anxiety. And she says, I have woke up the past two days with no anxiety at all. Oh, thank you, God. Jesus. Mm. Yes. And they both yes. said, thank you, Jesus. I was like, whoa. And, um, you know, that was months ago and they still are now they bless people. They lay hands off my mom and dad or tell me stories about the Holy spirit. And we're at Publix and the Holy spirit told me to bless this guy. And I prayed over him and it's crazy. Man. I love it. I love it. And Robbie, there's something that just draws us to you. And that is, you know, you come in and you're this big, tough guy, you know, whatever, but your heart, <laughs> man, your heart is so sensitive to people because you've been in some places where you didn't think there was a way out. And you've been on that bottom place where you thought you couldn't get any lower. Before we have to leave, would you take a couple of minutes and speak to those people? Yes, absolutely. You know, if I can, if I can tell anyone at all, the Bible says only the pure heart will see God, you know, and, and that heart, some people probably think their hearts wicked, we all the wicked, but the thing is this unfair advantage anointing, Jesus can take that away completely. It'll break that. That's where it came from. Just by starting out with it and then living this in your life every single day. I don't care what you got going on in your life. I don't care. It can be anything from home to business, anywhere. The anointing breaks the yoke. And when you have that anguish, that true sorrow and pain to change, that's going to birth passion. And when you get that passion for Jesus, you know, Jesus is that gives you that anointing, the unfair advantage anointing and the anointing breaks the yoke. I don't care what it is. And if I can, if anybody's listening right now, I just want to pray right now. Father God, I come to you in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, Father. I'm crying out. I'm begging to you, Lord. I'm crying for the Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit to come in right now on this podcast. Father. Yes. We love you, Lord. We love you. 
We yeah. cry out to you, Father God. We love you with all our heart and soul, Lord. And I'm praying right now in the name of Jesus, I'm praying that you transfer this anointing, Father, these people, Lord. You show them, Father. You transfer it to them right now to the people that are hungry, the people that want this, the people that want you. I pray that you give them this anointing, Father, this anointing that breaks the yoke. I pray that you bring it from the north, the south, the east, and the west, Father, that you show them how much you love them, Lord. You hug them. Let them feel your presence, Lord. Give them this advantage so they can pass it on and give it to other people. We pray these things and we love you. We give all the glory to you, Father. We give all the glory to your, your precious son, Yeshua, Jesus. We bring these prayers to the courts of heaven so they can't be appealed. We bring it to the cross, Father, to the cross of the shed blood of Jesus. And we ask that you anoint these people and you put a hedge of protection on their minds, their hearts, their souls, Father. Give them boldness, Father, to preach the gospel. Give them boldness to talk about Jesus, Father. Give them boldness to pass this unfair advantage anointing over, Father. Give them that heart, Lord. We love you so much. We give all the glory to you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Yes, yes. Robbie, thank you so much for spending time with us today. I appreciate it so much. And for all of you that are listening to us today, thank you for joining us again for Messianic Vision. And now here's Sid Roth to tell you exactly how you can get this powerfully anointed resource package from Robbie Eddy. Sid? Robbie Eddy is a former federal prisoner whose crimes made national headlines and his conviction was just the tip of the iceberg. 45 arrests, facing 25 years in prison, a drug addict. He didn't deserve a second chance, but in a cold jail cell on his 29th birthday, Robbie discovered the unfair advantage. Today, he is 10 years sober with a beautiful wife and family and a prosperous business. Robbie also discovered this unfair advantage. It's transferable. So no matter who you are or what you've done, you can receive this same unfair advantage. Order now to get Robbie Eddy's brand new book, The Unfair Advantage, his 40-day devotional, and a special audio CD message from Robbie called Receiving the Unfair Advantage Anointing. And the biggest unfair advantage you'll find is wearing the wristband that says unfair advantage. It'll start the greatest conversations, but more important than that, it's going to allow you to internalize that you are operating in an unfair advantage. This is an exclusive offer, not available anywhere else. Again, it's Robbie's brand new book, The Unfair Advantage, his 40-day devotional, and a powerful CD message for Robbie called Receiving the Unfair Advantage Anointing for an investment of 29 U.S. dollars. To order, call 1-800-447-2697. Once again, that is 1-800-447-2697. Or go to our website at sidroth.org. That's S-I-D-R-O-T-H dot O-R-G. Be sure to ask for offer 9814. Once again, that's offer number 9814. The Messianic Vision podcast is moving. 
Look for us wherever you listen to podcasts by searching for Messianic Vision and looking for the logo of Messianic Vision. Stay up to date with our latest episodes coming soon just for you. We've created a brand new podcast called Treasures from Heaven with host Kelsey O'Malley. When you listen to Treasures from Heaven, you will experience the awe and power of being in God's presence. God has so much in store, yet don't want to miss a thing.